Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly. We are back. Week two. I am your host, Will Chambers. Betting professional, Tyler Walgie. How are we, Will? Future's so bright, he's got to wear sunglasses inside. We got yep. Yep. producer Smitty behind the, behind the scenes running the show. You know, me and primetime Deion Sanders, we're, I think, the only two in history who can pull this off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... The, frankly, there's a lot of things where I put... A lot of categories where we're the only two in there. I was just Deion. thinking that. Like, when I think of, <laughs> of primetime, it's like Deion Sanders and then Tyler Walsh. It's right behind. So what is it? Are you hungover? You're just, feeling, you're just feeling the look today. We're feeling solid. Look, the Denver Nuggets play tonight. I'm rocking my Nuggets Game cap. three. Yep, yep, we're rocking it. And... Uh, it's time that we start walking around with a little swagger, Will. Okay. And, uh, He's got his swagger back. Yeah, we got our swagger back. Another so. thing that is synonymous with Tyler Walgies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Uh, well, we are back, and uh, it's week two, kind of. The, the weeks, like, if the only reason why I know that we're coming up on week two is because if you go to, like, the ESPN website and you're trying to see scores yes they still have it classified as week two even though this will really be week one for well, a lot of major what programs. happened to zero week though there was no week zero because uh, of covid but i i know it's you a and college I have, football tradition <laughs> to have a zero week that i can yell about you and i have always argued about week zero and whether it's there should be stupid. a week no i love week zero because it's not real so actually this you're right you know what this should have been week zero last weekend and then this should be week one but you know what whatever i'm not the uh the commissioner of college football yet not yet, unfortunately. Not yet. You're working there. But uh, there is yeah. no commissioner of college football. That's one of the problems. You're right. I agree. That's one of the issues with college football is there's Mark Emmert and then the the president of the uh, or the director of the playoffs who's someone else. There's yeah. no one person in charge. If there was one person in charge of college football, two things would happen. One, it would be so much more organized and clear, and, and I don't think there'd be any issues in terms of I mean, now they're talking about split champions. Like if that's even a conversation, that's a problem. But also I think it would take the power away from a lot of these schools, which is not a good thing. You know, I mean, there's yeah. some powerful Texas controls like all the money in the Big Twelve right now. Yeah, you know, so well, they, they bring in most of the money. That's kind of well, why. That's, but, that's but true. You're right. Uh, the yeah, Longhorn Network. It, it would be sweet if there was more uniformity, but you know, at least we at least we've got something. We we had football games. We have news, and so we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of the news in college football. We're going to go over last weekend's games. We got uh, so we're recording on Monday. BYU Navy is tonight. That's going to be a good one. Let's go BYU. Let's go Navy. Um, Come on, I support the troops. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got more than that. So the first thing I want to start with it is kind of a big news. And you know, look, we're going to avoid. This is not a political show, and so we're not going to make this political at all. Is but, this not? But <laughs> no, ready for not. my Hannity hot take? <laughs> Dion coming in hot. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump trying to save the Big Ten. Yes, President Trump trying to Donnie. save the Big Ten, and Donald so Trump. we'll you know we'll keep we need football. We'll keep political opinions out of it because uh, can I do my my impression? We uh, were talking about this actually yesterday <laughs> well, on the Bus Nation podcast. The Donald wanna, Trump impression. You've got to take the hands out and then bring it in. You've got to do this and then make okay. it small. Yeah, I think you got the mannerisms, but yeah. the, the voice needs some work. But yeah, it's not voice, bad. Yeah, voice. It's does not bad. He's not yeah. an easy impression to do, but that's not bad. He I told do you last week. He does this. You do right here. And then bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, told you last week that I was going to work on my Simpsons impressions. Yeah. I have my first one for today. We'll go oh, one boy. we'll go one per show. So okay. we're not All right, what's it going to be? Who you got? I got Comic Book Guy. Okay. Right? Ooh, I love Comic Book Guy. Uh, you do not come into the store and that you plan on buying one of the comic books. You worst not, episode worst ever. ever. Okay. Worst prediction ever. <laughs> not bad. You you picked the Navy uh football team for tonight. That is the worst prediction ever. 
That's not bad, huh? It's not. It's okay, not bad. come on. Come I'm on not now. sure that you have a career in impressions. I expected yet, a standing O from yet. the back. From I the did say right yeah. There. You have. You have. Yeah, you know what? It's basically you. like Frank Caliendo <laughs> and then you, like right behind. Me. Uh, you know, I interviewed Frank Caliendo once. Yeah? yeah. Oh yeah. When you had your radio show, I did. That's yeah. right. Well, did he? Uh, did you do any of your impressions <sighs> for him? Or were you? I'm, I hope you I did. was too scared to do like any of the real impressions. I did one for like five seconds, but it was just kind of messing around. I, I I was planning on it and I was telling everyone on the station, I'm going to do my impressions. I'm going to do my impressions. And then when it got down to it, I just got scared. You got stage fright. <laughs> I did. In front of the big dog, of course. I know. Makes I know. sense with Caliendo. Well, I think that when it comes down to it, you know, I pretend that these impressions are something, but really, you know, I'm, it's, it's super self, uh, Self, I'm, I'm self-serving. I'm, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go there, but <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like uh, nervous, like like deep down, I know that it's really not tremendous. You oh, know? okay. And he would have thought that I was like <laughs> not tremendous. He, he would have <laughs> he would have thought that I was like making fun of him or something. You yeah. know, if I did my awful impressions, but yeah. Yeah, so either way. Well, I, I honestly, I bet you that's probably the worst part about being Frey Caliendo is that everyone comes up to you and does their impression. Right, exactly. And, and he's just like, <laughs> none of these are as good as mine. Like, I hate all of you. Oh, and he's so good. He's so... He we, seems like a really nice guy. I'm not saying, saying he, he's an asshole. He was but. nice to me, but I mean, what does that mean? He was It was a phone interview. Right. But we had uh, Jim Rome used to be our afternoon drive so he did his Jim Rome impressions and it was just yeah it was hysterical you know incredible he was doing Jim Rome ordering a salad he's like no 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 I'd like arugula <laughs> <laughs> it was good man <laughs> that is good. good yeah uh well yeah we do have the Trump impression needs some work but Trump, Trump was he's trying to save the Big 10 he apparently did a a phone call with Big 10 commissioner uh Kevin Warren he and he was like tweeting about it of course and he's like you know, we're trying to save the Big Ten. And so I don't know how much, you know, what he's doing will actually have an effect on it or not. But there is a lot of like, you know, the old saying where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a ton of smoke right now for the Big Ten trying to come back. It seems like every day I see some something new on Twitter and not just from some crazy person that, that doesn't know what they're talking about. It's like it's legitimate college football journalists, people that cover the sports saying, that the Big Ten is trying to come back. Certain schools are trying to make it come back. It could depend on the governors from each individual state who can play. But it sounds like the Big Ten is really fighting right now to try to come back and not just for the spring as they want to play in the fall. And I tweeted this out from the from the Twitter at CFB Weekly for the podcast. And like it's at this point, if you're a Big Ten fan like me, it's too late to not get your hopes up again. Because like we, we got it got taken away and now that all this stuff is happening, like I saw a tweet that said that the Nebraska a source said the Nebraska coaches told all the players like come back because they feel they, they wanted the players back practicing twice a day because they felt that confident that they were going to be able to play uh, soon. Like Jim Harbaugh was out marching with his players on the streets doing like a let us play march. They're like protesting the Big Ten, and he said you know, a reporter asked him and he said we could play in two weeks if they let us. Like we're ready because they're still practicing. So all these teams are still practicing, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to break my heart if nothing comes right, of it because right. i feel like i am like actually starting to get my hopes up again well it's, it's just a weird situation no one knows what's going on yeah you no one has you, any you, idea what's going on what's happening pretty much is it's it's like you asked a girl to to the dance right you asked a girl to prom and you realize she's going with someone else right and then a week before prom happens you realize that that the old the old date you know maybe he's got typhoid or something like typhoid. that yeah and he can't go anymore right so now you're sitting around waiting. It's like, well, I asked her, is she going to go with me? What's the? 
it's it's in limbo, right? Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. For sure. Yeah, that actual scenario happened to me once. So yeah, yeah. typhoid. <laughs> this is like the the school dance in eighteen ninety six. You had typhoid. There's <laughs> the other one on that example, but maybe, no. But you're right. Maybe yeah. I was a typhoid guy in that. Things example. are like too much in the air right now. But that's that's what's going on. Yeah. Is, is you're sitting there waiting, what's gonna happen? You've got your nice little corsage ready. You, am I gonna <laughs> am I gonna use it? Am I not? Everyone, yeah. No one has an idea. And I think it was a mistake for the Pac-12. Uh, and and Big Ten to come out so early and cancel things. It's like, right. what was the reason? Like they should have come back and said the season is likely not going to start on time. Anything else? I mean, why put yourself in a in a hole like that? Right. And like the, they like there's even no one really knows even if there was officially a vote between the school presidents and the Big Ten. Like that now they're saying there might be a revote. Some people are saying there never was a vote. Like the, I think the Minnesota athletic there director came out and said like no one ever like there wasn't an official vote. No one ever asked for our vote officially. It was more of just like a feeling and like kind of reading the room. And so and, and it's funny because you mentioned the Pac-12. That's the first time I've even heard someone mention the Pac-12 in this like. Like no one even gives well, Donald Trump's not tweeting about the Pac-12. No one, no one cares apparently I, that the Pac-12 is not playing. They're all trying to save the Big Ten, but like no one gives a shit about the poor Pac-12. It I sucks. love the Pac-12 because, as uh, many know, I'm a CU fan. Yeah, and and I would hate if everyone came back and played football this year except except for, for the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're right. Nationally. No one cares, but we've known this. Right. Look at ratings. No one's watching Pac-12 football, you know, east of Colorado. Right. So they've never cared about the Pac-12. Yeah. I'm going to keep being the lone voice for them. I'll miss it when it's like Saturday night at like 11 o'clock and, and it's supposed to be third quarter of <laughs> yeah. the Pac-12 after dark game. Yeah. You know, and I've now been going on like 11 straight hours of watching football. That's when I'm going to miss the, the Pac-12 the most. I know. You know what I mean? It's, 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 but look, again, nothing's set in stone. The Pac-12 could come back. Big 10 could come back. And I think if the Big 10 does come back, that puts the Pac-12 in a real difficult spot to where you're going to see them play. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And and hopefully, like, the one thing I saw this week, too, which was in the news uh, that might be a hindrance to this is, like, Tennessee, the Vols, they had oh, to... Oh, uh, boy. I got the helmet up here. They had to... Jeremy Pruitt shut down. They were going to have a scrimmage on, on Saturday, and they shut down the scrimmage because they had 44 players that were out related to uh, being COVID positive or contact tracing, meaning they were in wow. contact with someone who was. And I think there were a few players that just had normal injuries too. But once you have 44 players, they had to shut it 44. down. 44. That's a crazy well, number. Well, it doesn't mean, we don't know. They haven't announced how many were positive. It could be like 10 of them were, were positive and then they all got in contact with four people around them, you know, four players around them then had to, to self-isolate or whatever. Right. So it's 44 people in total, but still, this yeah. is, this is what I'm, we haven't played a game yet. There they you go. Got, they, says, they, they haven't gotten on a plane. Sorry, it, sorry to interrupt. No, no, so no, it's no, right it's there. Good. Seven or eight were due to positive tests. Um, and, still and, though. And a couple dozen more in quarantine. They haven't gotten on a plane. They're not, they haven't played a game yet. This right. is, this is not good it's news. Scary. If you're looking forward to college football, this right. is a bad thing. Yes, yeah, so actually, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good, man. I uh, I just hope they do a better job of containing it. Yeah, especially with because they just announced uh, another thing that was on our topic list is the Big Twelve forfeit guidelines. Uh, so the Big Twelve came out hang with on, guidelines. Hand, hand, hand. I, I don't want to move on yet from Tennessee. Okay, I've got a nice headline. Yeah. Okay. You know, in, in another parallel universe, I think my job would be making headlines, right? You're you are really good at making yeah, headlines. Yeah. Yeah. All Very right. Funny, so catchy headlines. So Jeremy Pruitt. Well, is the head coach of the uh, Tennessee Volunteers. Yep. And he's the one overseeing all of this, right? You could say that it's his fault. So how's this for a headline? Pruitt blew it. That's not bad. See? Yeah. Right. See, honestly, we've played the headline game in past shows, 
and mine are never as good as yours. My it's impressions are just a little bit better than my headlines. <laughs> <laughs> That's ambitious, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, Pruitt yeah. blew it. Or how about they just? How about instead something like uh, that? Now they have to have a team full of volunteers because all their players are out. Huh? Boy, that was that was really, really bad. bad. Crickets. That, uh-huh. that, was, that was really bad. <laughs> well. Mm. I don't know, because do you guys know, I, I think a full roster is, what, 100 and... They're saying 53-man roster this year, well, like the, the NFL. No, that's what you that that's what you need. That's the minimum. So that's what we were going to talk about is the Big 12 forfeit guidelines, is well, that they said... Saying? Well, I think a normal college football full roster is more than 100 people. Oh. Um, I don't know. Some, some Saturdays, I look down there, and I'm like, is the whole student body, yeah, like... It in, is uh, a lot. In, yeah. It's, not, it's way bigger than the NFL, and they got to have depth. And that's a good thing for this, because the Big 12 came out and said that uh, in order to play on Saturday, let's say you have a bunch of players out like Tennessee, you have to have 53 players available, and it must include seven offensive linemen, four interior defensive linemen, and one quarterback. So if you don't, if, if let's say you even have 60 players available, but you don't have seven offensive linemen. That's so stupid. You either have to, to delay the game or it's a forfeit. Why would they do that? I don't understand this. Like, why come up with those rules? Like it seems like I could I just picture about like like fifteen people sitting in a room saying we're gonna play, but 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 oh there's COVID going on. Let's come up with rules for if they can't play. Well, they've got to have one quarterback on the roster. It's like who fucking cares if they have sixty five people ready to play, but their three quarterbacks are hurt. I'm sure they have one player on the roster who could play quarterback. But to designate yeah. they don't have a quarterback, so they can't play is so stupid to me, man. It's like it's so unnecessary. They just say, should say you've got to have sixty people. If you've got sixty, you can go. Like right. again for offensive line, are you telling me you can't convert a tight end or a, or a linebacker for right guard for one quarter of a game or something like that? Like, well, I get it for and and Smitty just brought it up. Uh, so. Uh, NCAA roster can have as many as 125 active players. So that means that if you need 53, you could have a lot injured. So that's that at least is like a good sign for teams. You know, Tennessee could have 44 guys out and probably still play. But if they don't have that quarterback who's right. listed on the, the quarterback chart. one, I, I don't understand. I do kind of get the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman because if all your offensive linemen are hurt, like then it becomes a safety thing. Like we're putting a bunch of tight ends and fullbacks at offensive line. They're gonna maybe they could get hurt. You know, because they're they're so undersized, they're going to be like that, that's a good way to get guys hurt. I'm not saying that like you know I I don't, I don't know how I if I agree with it or not. I'm just saying like at least at but those at some positions, point it's on it the coach. Sense. If injury is a problem, it's on the coach. Like you you know that. Well, yeah. I am such a I am so against people protecting you from yourself, right? And we see this a lot in like society today, right? It's like it's like every bank that I've ever been a part of. There's withdrawal limits and transfer limits and spending limits. Like. This is my goddamn money. Why? Why are there all these barriers up for what I can do with my money? And, and, and that's like one of many things now in, in, right. in life we can get political with it. But I'm not going to. But my point is here: it, it should be on the coaches and the staff. It's like, look, if you're putting your players out there in a truly unsafe spot, that's on the coaching staff for allowing that to go on. That's not on the commissioners or anything like that. Once they allow them to play, it's on the individuals and the coaches. Right, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have a running back lined up as an offensive guard, you're putting in a position where he's probably going to get right, hurt. Let's but, say you're playing Alabama. That, but make that the coach's responsibility, not some oversight rule that the committee came up with. Well, right, but th- I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying. At that point, it is like, because then like, if all your offensive linemen are out and all you can do is put undersized guys in there. But, but who knows if they're undersized? In this hypothetical scenario, 
it's team by team. If Alabama is dealing with the same injuries that, that a Middle Tennessee State would be dealing with, right, 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 then Alabama has the guys to put an offensive line likely, right? Or they would have play. I so guess. it's not as much of a safety issue. So it has to be on Nick Saban, not some committee overlooking every college football team. If Nick Saban says, look, Technically, we don't have the minimum amount of offensive line listed, offensive linemen listed, but we can still put all these different guys in there who would still be okay. That's a different situation than a Middle Tennessee State who has the same amount of offensive linemen hurt, but now they don't have the backups, right? Right. It's, it so, but that's co- why the rule is there. It's but the to rule, protect a team but like Middle But my point Tennessee. is the rule shouldn't be there to protect anybody. It should be on the coaches individually to make those decisions. There should not be a rule that exists. So the coach, like they get to say, well, I'm going to forfeit because I don't yeah, have the guys. exactly. You don't put your team out there if they're going to be in a situation to get hurt, right? A forfeit should be a very legitimate thing to do in 2020. Yeah. Well, at least so that's like, my point. If you if if all you need is seven offensive linemen, what well, you got five offensive linemen spots, and you at least have two or three deep going to like you're know, probably three deep when you're talking about freshmen and stuff like that at every position. Right. That's 15 guys, so you'd need more than half of them out, which I guess <laughs> could be possible, sure. especially I, since I, they all are like in the same meeting room together and going through coaches' meetings. I together. guess my overall point is I don't like when these rules are made that aren't necessary for every right. team across the board. It's just so. NCAA, it's so unnecessary in my mind. And again, I just picture a room full of like 15 people and some idiot goes, well, what about like a rule where they have to have a quarterback? And everyone goes, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. It's that's like, true. you know, it's like, yeah. that's probably how it happens. No, that's true. That makes sense. Um, so so ju- just what do you guys think about this, this quote from the Big 12 commissioner? It's not intended to eliminate teams as a ro- result of how many players they have. It's intended to determine the outcome of games based upon your ability to prepare for the game and execute the game plan. I don't really see what he's saying there. It's kind of he, it's kind of ducking the whole issue. He works for the sports books, and they're just afraid of, of putting out lines for teams that don't have. What is <laughs> all their what, what is he alignment. saying here? It's yeah, not intended. Th- that's what I'm saying. To it eliminate makes no teams. Sense. What's not intended to eliminate teams? The, the rule, the rule. We're talking about that, that, that the Big 12 guidelines for the 53 players. It's not intended to eliminate teams as a result of how many players they have. So he's saying what we're saying. If they have fewer players, they shouldn't be eliminated. They, they want fair games is basically what he's saying. Like if the other team doesn't have a whole offensive line, it's not fair. Maybe that's what they're saying. You know, if, if he's saying it's intended to determine the outcome of games based upon your ability to prepare for the game. So like maybe a bunch of, even if you could field, you know, a bunch of dudes in positions that aren't their own. They're not. They haven't had time to prepare and take those reps. So maybe it's more about like a, a fair game type of thing. I don't know. But we'll see. The funny thing is that I read that. So the Big Twelve made these rules. I read that the ACC and the SEC are are expected to soon adopt something similar. Good. So good. We'll we see. can all let's all hold our breaths till that happens. And then uh, one other thing, sad news: uh, Utah furloughing their entire athletic department including head coach Kyle Whittingham including the athletic director that's crazy they're all going to be furloughed you know all these schools came out and said we're expecting these insane losses I think Utah said they're expecting like a 60 million dollar deficit from their budget this year people forget how much money all these you know it's not just the TV money it's like stadium money it's all this stuff coming in and so they're going to have to furlough I'm not sure that they like officially did the furlough, but they announced that they're going too soon. I think they may have. What do you think it's like if, uh, do you think that Kyle Whittingham can uh, apply for unemployment and get, get, <laughs> get some of his salary from the state? Oh God. Do you think any of them are? I mean, they all make so much money. Oh, well the, the coaches maybe. So I'm up the, like average people in the athletic department. If you're just like a, 
you know, let's say you're we're like talking a, to you, average a people, recruiting coordinator. <laughs> that guy, I'm sure, could, could get you know some sort of unemployment. Yeah, uh, I would assume so. I mean, look, you also like they're being furloughed. Furloughed by definition, if I'm correct, means that it's like a paid leave, right? Like they're getting mm. paid time. Is that I don't know th- furloughed. I mean, I don't know if they'll get severance. I think furloughed means that you're. It's like a temporary layoff. It's like you're not being oh, fired. Okay, interesting. You're, we're just we're not we're taking you off staff for a short time. So here we go. It's an unpaid leave of absence. Unpaid. There you go. So unpaid. So hopefully, you know, the, the... I thought it was. I thought the name furloughed came from like, they gave you a fur coat to protect you during the times, you know? F- maybe that is where it came from. <laughs> Back from when you were going to the dance with typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, was there any other cultural ball news you want to talk about before we cover last week's games? You know, I think that's pretty much going to do it. <laughs> uh, so on Saturday, we had real football. They weren't we any did. huge marquee games. There were a couple of blowouts. Marshall beat Eastern Kentucky 59 to nothing. <laughs> Army beat Middle Tennessee 42 to nothing. By I'm the way, I'm so glad I didn't take Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee. Okay, wait. So this, this is what I was <laughs> going to bring up because they're the same thing. So we argued about it last week. Yeah. There is no blue lightning. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> middle Ten- blue Raiders. Middle, no, no, yeah, right. But Middle Tennessee State is Middle but, Tennessee. That's that's the school. Okay, they are the the Blue so, Raiders. But like, why you, did it come up light? Ryan typed in a mascot for Middle Tennessee, and it came up lightning. No, because then I googled it and couldn't find anything. So I think like people just refer to Middle Tennessee State as Middle Tennessee. They're the okay. same school. But it's we the blue spent Raiders. like five minutes on this <laughs> last week. Like who is who? And yeah, they're the Blue Raiders. They're the same thing. I, I wonder if we were just confusing. Their helmet kind of looks almost like the the Air Force Lightning. I don't know. No, Ryan looked up. Ryan typed something in, and it came up in big letters last week. Lightning, didn't it? Did th- it not? I thought he just typed lightning, and that's what you're seeing. No, af- after last week and watching that game, I I don't I don't know where I took us down that yeah, road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same school. Yeah, there are no two Middle Tennessee uh, schools. It's just the one. So I'm glad we clarified that. But they got their asses kicked by Army. I had Army uh, covering the spread, which was just five and a half, by the way. I reluctantly had Army. Yeah. So uh, I put it on the uh, message board here. I'm one and one now against the spread because I was wrong. Memphis, it was a close game against Arkansas State. They were favored by like 22 points or 21 and a half or something. Memphis won, but only by uh, 13 points. We'll also keep my record, but I want my record to be for like my... Yeah, your hardcore picks. Yeah, hardcore I'm giving games. them out uh, like crazy because I'm not the professional gambler like you. I'm giving out all my square picks. We're one and one. We do have a bet board game tonight: the Navy versus uh, BYU game, which is BYU. I'm, I'm excited about. I wish uh, I knew BYU's fight song. Why? So I could sing it. That's probably something similar. Probably something similar. The only other game that I had was the S or uh, yeah SMU. Uh, or sorry, Memphis, Arkansas State. That was actually the most Memphis. exciting game, in my opinion. Memphis, uh, Arkansas State was really close for three quarters. That was a fun game to watch. Yeah. It was just awesome to have real football. And then it starts with like, you know, I think this is the first kind of like, you could say marquee matchup tonight with Navy and BYU. And I'm excited about that. And no. by the way, that line has been all over the place. Yeah, it has. It yeah. started with Navy minus two and a half. It swung all the way to uh, BYU minus one and a half. And now it's back to, uh, I think, uh or no, BYU is uh, still a one-point favorite. As Pull it up now. right here. Yeah, current uh, BYU minus one. Yeah, and I got it at Navy minus one. That, that's the bet board bet that we have. You've got BYU plus one. Yes, uh, that is that is correct. And early in the year with these lines, 
the closer you get to zero, the more uh, uncertainty there's going to be. You know, if you have an 11-point favorite, if the 11-point favorite moves to a 12, 12.5-point favorite in a week, it's not that big of a deal, right? Even to a 13-point favorite or so. But when you get close to zero and you start swinging on either side of zero, that's where, especially that there's pre-seed, that it's uh, uh, the first game of the year. And there's right. not that much data to go on. So that just reflects the uncertainty in this game. But one thing that is certain is the market saying these two teams are very similar. You yeah. know, if they, no matter where this is played, no matter what's going to happen, they're expecting a very good game. So uh, if the market's correct, you know, it should be good tonight. That's why he's the gambling pro right there. He's giving out sharp stuff. By the way, uh, he's got another podcast. If you're looking for like real gambling advice, some picks uh, the, at the Sharp Angle, right? Yep, yep. Uh, uh, at uh, on Twitter, uh, Sharp Angle Pod. There you go. And it's called the Sharp Angle Podcast every single day on your favorite every podcast day. Player. Yeah, it's on all the podcast players. Yep. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Now, let's do some conference winners. Let's we do gotta it. Get these uh, on the board, so to speak. Winner winners. We can, we can count these. I don't know how we if we want to count these towards the bet board. Um, well, well, let's let's. If you pick uh, it right, you get one win in the win category. Or I'm gonna have two picks. I'm gonna have because you have on the outline here. If we can, yeah, put it on the outline. That's I'm not right. lying. Uh, conference winners, right? Yes. So picking conference winner and picking the best bet for the conference winner are often two different things. Oh, and the okay. reason is it's because the favorites are so juiced up and you sure. have to pay so much money to get the favorites to win. So I'll give two, and sometimes they're going to be the same team, but I'll give the team who I think is going to win and then I'll give my best bet for the conference. All right, well, then how about the team that you think is going to win? It goes on the, the only the, one that can go. If you, if, if you pick it right, it goes towards a bet board victory. Sounds good. We'll count it at the end of the year. That sounds good. All right, so we should probably start with the ACC because I have a feeling it's just going to be Clemson from everybody around. Yeah. Anyone have any – Smitty, you're not going to pick Boston College? No. <laughs> I'm going Clemson. Uh, pretty obvious. Their, their schedule – obviously, they're Clemson. They lose a lot of starters on defense. Uh-huh. Obviously. But they're, they they're are, a powerhouse. They are, they're, they are just going to continue to reload. But then you look at their schedule. Like Their toughest games are at Notre Dame, at Virginia Tech, and they don't have to play Louisville or North Carolina, a couple of you know tougher – ACC team, so I think it's pretty obvious at this point they should win the the ACC. I'm going of. Clemson, even minus three fifty. I know it's a lot of money to pay, and by the way, that means you have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars uh, to win a hundred back. Right. I think that that's still decent for Clemson, so we'll take Clemson to win and Clemson minus the three fifty. Uh, Ryan, what did you have? I was just going to ask you guys' opinion on um, Notre Dame actually being in the ACC this year. I yeah, don't know. Do Officially ACC, just this one. Yeah. I, th- I think it's awesome they're in the ACC because Notre Dame brings, you know, they have the whole channel nine themselves or right. whatever channel it is NBC, in each yeah. state. Yeah. But in terms of the competitive level, you know, Notre Dame right here, as we can see, they're the second favorites in the conference. They're five to one to win it. Yep. And my issue is. Uh, Notre Dame has played a lot of ACC games the last few years. You know they've they've been scheduling they do five more, every more year. ACC teams yeah. in, and it seems like when they play these really good ACC teams, they're just not on the same level. And I think Notre Dame for a long time has gotten by and skated by with that no conference schedule. And 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 I think eight nine games out of Notre Dame's schedule the last like five six seven years, they're just games that Notre Dame goes in and wants to pick. And you know they try and make it seem like you know they're tough games, or they maybe try and schedule a BYU that may seem like a tough game or something like that but Notre Dame when they've played Clemson or some of these ACC teams even Florida State a few years ago have not been on the same level so yeah 
I, they I, had I, one year where they where they almost beat Clemson. I think that was the year Clemson went and lost Alabama in a national championship game. But then didn't Notre Dame followed up with like a 42-14 Oh yeah, they've gotten Alabama. their ass. In, yes. So and, so maybe yes. not just specifically ACC, but when it comes to stepping up and and, and for for, sure. for the longevity of a season, that that's what I've always wondered with Notre Dame. Yeah. If they had to play an SEC or Big Ten or ACC schedule even for a whole year, how would they do? Yeah. You know, they so. kind of remind me of Michigan. It's like they're really good, but they're not on the level of like the elites yet. Right. And it shows right. when they play them. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited they're playing. It sucks that we're going to lose some of, like, the nice part about Notre Dame's, like, independent schedule is they can always keep those same rivalries. Like, they play Stanford every year. They play Southern Cal every year. They usually play Navy every year. And those are fun games. But you're right. I'm excited to see them play Clemson and see them play, uh, you know, North Carolina, all these other ACC programs and kind of be part of the ACC. Who knows? Maybe after this year they'll say we're going to join up. I don't think so because I think they want to – Hold right. on to their non-conference like rivalry games. Um, I can't believe I thought Trevor Lawrence was out the window. <laughs> I, I, I'm <laughs> telling either. you, I've been doing a lot of those Madden drafts lately. Yeah, and, uh, they'll yeah. get you. Did you <laughs> get the new Madden yet? They'll get you. I did. Okay. I uh, did. Is it awful like always? Um, I I, I hate Madden. <laughs> it's I want not, NCAA back. We got it's it up not, here. Uh, it's it, it's not still the best game. There's a lot of things they still need to work on. And and my whole thing is, it's you have to give like the developers of these video games some a little bit of room to work with because I think everyone's expectation is not reality right now. Everyone wants a game that accurately reflects a football game. And you right. want to go on and see what you see when you turn on a football game on Saturday or Sunday. But there's just too many weird, glitchy things that'll happen. And yeah. there's still too many things. Like I was playing my buddy, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Derek, uh, who lives in San Diego. Shout out O-Town. Shout out O-Town. And you know, he's already figured out you know the like little... like how to get in the backfield with the defensive lineman in like half a second. Right. And like once you figure out little like glitchy things like that, it ceases to become fun yeah. because it's not football anymore. It's just like who can exploit these like weird things. So they did do a decent job for my Madden players out there, which have to be a lot of the audience. I know Madden's a popular game. Yeah. They did do enough things this year to where if you were thinking about buying it, I'd still maybe consider it because they completely revamped the entire defensive line strategy, which as we just mentioned can be exploited. Um, it's easier to play with defensive backs. Um, I think that the uh, uh, you know the 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 throwing it up to Tyreek Hill and just throwing bombs that's right. kind of gone. So they have changed a few things, but overall, it's still a really shitty video game. If you want to be honest, I just feel like the NCAA game was always the better game. Like the gameplay was better. I don't know. Well, the last I, few times I, I played Madden, I'm just like, what is this? for those this who awful. don't know? We'll we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, Will and I used to play each other in NCAA. I would whoop his ass That's with the option. I, I, I would run my uh, such a lie. My offense. I ran a multiple. Man, he didn't know whether I was coming out with a five wide set or a triple option. So I, you know, it was tough to defend me. And such a lie. <laughs> says the guy. Says the guy who won't hasn't played me in years and refuses to play. I choose not to run. <laughs> I choose not to run. <laughs> what were you talking about? Exploiting those little details there, Walt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ceases hey, to be fun. I hey, believe he said my triple option. Attack is nothing but legitimate X's and O's. <laughs> That's why Navy wins the national championship every year. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, all right, we did ACC, <laughs> Big Twelve. Who you got? Who's your? Who's your? You can give me your winner and then your your best bet or whatever. The Big Twelve. It's got to be Oklahoma for the team who I think mm. will win the Big Twelve right now. Now, looking at the odds, we'll pull this up. It, it, it's funny to me. Oklahoma and Texas are co-favorites right now yeah. they're both plus 125 that's a surprise oklahoma Ooh, last year i think was like minus 300 or something like yeah, that yeah i would have oklahoma the favorite again this year so i think oklahoma in terms of who we're picking to win the conference yeah 
I'll take uh, Oklahoma the Sooners. Sooners yes. I think they're the best bet because there's value there for once. But I'm actually picking Texas this year. I already said that they're going to be my uh, they're going to be my team this year, my interim team, as long as Michigan's not playing. Okay. But uh, here's why. Look, they they have returning starters this year which they didn't have last year and especially on defense i think they're bringing back like eight guys on defense this year that should really help them i like the additions they made on the offensive and defensive staff they brought in a new co-offensive coordinator mike urich who was recently at oklahoma state and uh some other i think ohio state before that uh with tom herman new co-defensive coordinator chris ash he got fired from rutgers he was the head coach there and now he's finally gonna have some talent to play with and coach with um they should have three seniors starting on the offensive line. I love uh, Sam Ellinger. And this is the first year that Oklahoma, uh, you know, look, we should we should expect Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler to be a freak. He'll probably be a Heisman candidate just because of Lincoln Riley's pedigree. But we don't know. There is a bit of a question mark at quarterback there with Spencer Rattler. Um, and Oklahoma, you look at their schedule right before the Texas game, they have to play K-State and Iowa State the two weeks before the red river shootout Oklahoma does. And to me, that could mean Oklahoma's beat up or they're, you know, they don't have a cupcake game right before the Texas game. And te- the Oklahoma is usually the biggest thing in the way of Texas. And, and to me, this is the year where, where Texas could pull it off. If they beat Oklahoma, you know, they have a couple other tough games in their schedule. They, I think they have to go on the road at Iowa state or no, sorry, that's Oklahoma. I think they have to go on the road to, uh, Kansas State, which should be tough this year too, but I'm going with the Longhorns this year. Hook them. My best bet in the Big 12 is going to be uh, if we if we can pull up those odds again, so I can double check and make sure I have the correct number. Yep, we're going to go Oklahoma State plus nine hundred nine to one. For yeah. those who don't know, a hundred dollars wins you nine hundred dollars back. A nice little ten dollar bet wins ninety, collects a hundred bucks. Yep. So. If you bet $10, you can walk away with 100 bucks if Oklahoma State wins. And as I specified earlier, I want to be clear about this. There's a difference between who you think will win and who the best value bet would be. So if I'm actually making a bet at a sports book, I would take Oklahoma State. Not because I think Oklahoma State is going to win the Big 12. I think actually Oklahoma and Texas have a far better chance, but at the odds they're charging, it's far too cheap. Let me give you an example. When we talk about odds being charged and the true odds of something happening... All you're looking for is a discrepancy, right? If we're flipping quarters and I pay you $10 every time it hits heads, you pay me $10 every time it hits tails, that's an even money bet, right? That's true odds, reflecting true odds. If now you pay me 11 bucks every time it hits heads and I pay you 10 bucks every time it hits tails, over the course of like a year... You're going to make money. I'm going to have all of your money, right? One thing at a time. The reason is the odds of flipping the coin is different from the odds we're paying. The odds of Oklahoma State winning are different from the odds they're paying. They may win one out of every eight years, right? One out of every eight times we do this. But these odds are saying they only win one out of every every 10 times. Right. So if they win, if you think that that, talking about stats... Oklahoma State wins the Big Ten more or Big Twelve more than ten percent of the time. This is a good bet because you're getting value. So yeah. in terms of my value bet, we'll go Oklahoma State nine to one to yeah. win the conference. And they're bringing back Spencer Sanders, Tylen Wallace is back, Dude, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, they're, they're loaded exactly. on offense. The real question is, can they get some stops on defense? Maybe they can. They have some starters coming back. I think they also have one of the more underrated coaching staffs in the entire nation, man. So I trust Gunny, them. The, the mullet. Co- yep, the mullet and his one thing that that. We actually talk about, but I feel like a lot of other shows don't talk about, and one thing that's so important, it's not just recruiting. It's can you recruit other coaches to come coach on your staff? And in college football, we're 
Coaches being picked off every single year from good teams, right? I mean, that's like the thing. You 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 get the offensive coordinator from the new hot team. I mean, we could have an O and twelve team last year, right? Go ten and two this year, and I promise you, their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator will be hot names because yep. they're good. So in college football, Mike Gundy has done a great job getting talent around him on the coaching staff and keeping that talent. So for those reasons, let's go Pokes. Okay, fair enough. SEC, it's going to be the obvious pick. I'm taking Bama. Uh, and the reason oh, why you are so obvious, it's so obvious. Look, the reason why is, yeah, they lose a lot of defensive starters from last year, but they're bringing back Mac Jones. We'll see if he's the starter the whole year with, uh, with Bryce young behind him. Who's like a, you know, he was the number one quarterback recruit. He's going to be a true freshman, but Mac Jones, Najee Harris, they got all kinds of talent on offense and they play Texas A&M at home. And that's the biggest thing is because in order for them to win the SEC West, I think that it's going to be them and, and Texas A&M fighting for it. I, I don't think it'll be Auburn. I don't think it will be LSU. Uh, and so Bama gets Auburn home, Texas A&M at home. That's their competition in the SEC West. And then then it just becomes, can they win the, the SEC championship game against whoever comes out of the East, which I think will be Florida. And I just think that Bama, you know, I know they're, they're missing a lot. They had some coaching turnover. It's now two years. It feels weird that it's been more than uh, two years since Alabama's won a national championship game. And I think, like, weirdly enough, that will motivate the coaches and the players to get back there. And I don't know if there will be a national championship game, whatever. I just think, act for, like, as weird as it is to say, Alabama may have a chip on their shoulder going into this year. Mm-hmm. And so th- they're my pick to win the SEC. Mac Jones, you said, is their quarterback? Yeah, as of now. You know what would be great for, for any uh, headline creator like me out there? You know what would be perfect? Is if they had someone like a receiver named like Cheddar Bob. You guys remember? You guys remember uh, what what movie was that with Cheddar Bob? Eight Mile. (laughs) I thought it was Cheddar Bomb, or was it Cheddar Bob? I don't know. Whatever. Cheddar Bob. It was Cheddar Bob. Okay. It would be perfect if they had a receiver, Cheddar Bob. That way, the the headline Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe if they like make some Swiss cheese out of out of the other team's defense, you know. There we go. Something like that. Okay. Tyler, you. (laughs) Tyler should really work for a small town newspaper. Uh, All right. Who's um, your SEC pick? My SEC pick to win it is going to be Alabama. Oh, yeah, so obvious. They're uh, around the Alabama here. Alabama over here. I got it right here. I mean, how can you not pick Bama? And, you know, again, it's two picks. I get two picks, right? My yep. my team, my true team who I think is going to win it the best chance, Alabama. The team with the odds I'm taking that I think ha- provides the best value. Now, you, this may surprise you. Okay. I'm going Auburn. Yeah. Auburn is 30 to 1. A $100 bet makes you 3 grand. Yeah. So it is. And, and and I know that Auburn a lot of people think that Auburn doesn't have the longevity, right? A lot of people think that Auburn is kind of, you know, they have what it takes for one game, two games with that offense, maybe some holes on defense. I I just talked about the coaching staff and, and what a good job Mike Gundy's done. I think the coaching staff at Auburn's a little bit underrated too. And they certainly have the talent. Gus. You look at the you yeah, Gus. You look at the recruiting classes the last couple of years. I don't understand why Auburn's getting such a lack of respect here. They are currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The eighth team Behind Tennessee, right? yeah, that's surprising. The seventh team in the conference behind Tennessee, yeah. yeah. So I just think it's a, a, a big lack of respect for Auburn for that reason. I think they're undervalued. We'll take the Tigers, 30-1. to 1. The Auburn Tigers. I know there's two other Tigers in the conference, so we'll go Auburn Tigers. Lots of Tigers. 30-1. to 1. Okay, fair enough. And then a uh, quick one for the American, the AAC. I'm taking UCF. They got returning starters. Uh, you look at their schedule, they get Cincinnati at home. Uh, I think that's their biggest competition. Memphis, you know, I think Memphis will be good. I just think that losing Mike Norvell to – Florida State will have a big effect on them, so I'm taking UCF. 
What about Navy? You're not getting on the Navy train starting early? I love Navy, and I'm excited to watch them uh, beat BYU tonight. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that they'll be able to compete with the likes of UCF and Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go, I'll go UCF, too. I think they start their second national championship track in the last couple of years. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up, moving on. So before we get to, we're going to give out some picks for week two for this next weekend's games. But I wanted to play like a little bit of a game. It's kind of trivia. And the basic idea is I was talking with a friend over the weekend and, uh, and they were like, they were talking about, I love trivia. I love Jeopardy. It's a goal of mine to go on Jeopardy one day. And they were like, you just know all kinds of like random stuff, like what kind of weird stuff. Uh, And they they were just kind of curious, like what kind of random thing, little bits of knowledge do you have? And I actually, I was, I started thinking about you because I was like, I actually think Tyler's the same. Like there's things that you know, that like, I'm just like, like I never would expect you to know that. And so we're just going to play a little game called What Does Tyler Know? Oh, boy. And it's just seven questions I got Get here. Get ready, folks. Not going to be much. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we're going to see what, what happens. I got seven questions, and we're just going to kind of get an idea of what kind of random things Tyler might know. Uh-oh. All right. Here's the first one. Where is the Great Barrier Reef located? Uh, Australia? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Australia. Play a little bloke on the ball, then, mate. He's one for one. We'll see if these get tougher as they go. Some of these are just kind of random all right, can you name all four of the houses of Hogwarts? Oh, yeah, that's easy. Okay, I didn't know if you'd know this. Slytherin, kind of- Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. Okay, good. I didn't know because like, you don't do Star Wars. I didn't know if you oh. if you were into Harry Potter either. <laughs> Thanks, I was kind of curious. Because some of these things um, I don't know if you know. That's why we're finding out. And, and I've taken the, uh, the house quiz several times. I'm right on the border between a, uh, a Gryffindor and a Slytherin, right? I'm, I'm- You're like Harry Potter. Exactly. He, he was almost picked a Slytherin. Exactly. You're the chosen one. <laughs> well, let's be careful there, Will. Uh, okay. These sunglasses may say a little something else. There's his eyes, folks. He's mm. back. Um, next one. Can you name five Robin Williams movies? Oh, this is going to be okay. Five. So for those who don't know, I'm not as big on movies. You know what movie I did box. watch recently is Top Gun. I think that's why I'm going shades today. <laughs> it was a really weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Top, top, top Gun's a classic. I love Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Buzz, right. Time to buzz the uh, the tower. Yes. Okay. Five Robin Williams movies. All right. Miss uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. There's one. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Um. Uh, I know Smitty can do this. Uh, I feel like what, what, what's five. the what is the the, the flubber? There you go. Flubber. That's a good flubber. one. Flubber. Yep. Um, R.I.P. Weibo. Oh, come on, no chief. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's Goodwill Hunting. You already got that one. Oh, come on, no chief. Hey, chief. Do impressions count? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> you only need two more. And there's some big ones out there. So I'm so bad at this. Uh, 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 I said Miss Doubtfire. Yep. You said, okay, you've got Miss Doubtfire. You've got Goodwill Hunting. You've got Flubber. You need two more. I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm sure there's some obvious ones too that I'm fairly obvious. Oh, uh, Bicentennial Man? Was that him? Or I don't actually know that. Will you, will you look, will you look, you look it, up? it up? We'll see if that's true. I've never, I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. Wouldn't um, doubt it. He's done a lot of movies. Yeah. Was this Robin? Bicentennial Man. Yeah, yeah Robin okay, Williams. All go, right, let's one more. What a, Come what, on. what a random movie for you to pick out of all of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> that one's so right, far down final the list. Stretch. <laughs> final stretch. I'm on the horse. Uh huh. Um. We're going to have to have a shot clock on this last one. I'm 
pass. Can I give you one? Yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, I can vo- voice. How about uh, Patch Adams? How about Patch. How about Jack? Jack. Yeah. Jack's a classic. Jack. All right, you got four though. That's not terrible. That's not bad. Um, okay. That's yeah, not bad. I don't. This one I'm really curious because it, it, it it's easy to a lot of people, but I almost wonder if maybe you don't know this. What is hummus made from? <laughs> I'm gonna be careful here, even though I am a Jew. Um, <laughs> I don't um, think hummus is a Jewish thing. Is it not? <laughs> no, it's a Middle Eastern food. I mean, I guess Jewish people are from the Middle East too, so maybe oh, you're right. Oh God, um, this is a really good question. Well, if you don't know off the top, you're not going to just like guess. So I'll tell you, it's made from chickpeas or garbanzo chickpeas. beans. They're the same thing. Uh, okay, so he doesn't know I what had hummus is no made idea. from. Yep, I love hummus. Uh, okay, we got three questions left. How many planets are in the solar system, including Pluto? Nine. All right. That was easy. You knew that one. Yes. You knew that one. I watch uh, a lot of space YouTubes. Can you name all four uh, members of the Beatles? I know we go Ringo. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> uh, uh, I always want to say Bill McCartney, no, who is CU's head coach. <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. The boy, Ringo. Paul Ringo. Is there a, sl- is there a slappy in there? There's not a slappy. <laughs> One of them's a big name. I I think the fourth one might be tough for you. I don't I don't know. Okay, well you're missing John Lennon. Oh and, shit. And uh, and then George Harrison. How miss John Lennon? Yeah, that that was what the big a one. Moron. All right, so he doesn't know that. And God. finally, can you name three of the starting five from the Detroit Pistons 2004 uh, uh championship team? You remember that team, the the, the one that beat Chauncey the Lakers? Billups. There's one. Uh, re, re, and I'm technically including six guys here because their lineup Rashid, changed a little bit. Uh, Rashid uh, Wallace. Yep, that's two. And uh, uh, what's who's the lefty? Uh, Tyshawn Prince. Tayshawn. Tayshawn we'll Prince. Do you know who the other two are? So we, uh, Ben Wallace. Yep. Oh, here we go. Who's I can't believe I, I, I would have. I got four out of five for the 2004 Philadelphia champions. Uh, Detroit. It's the. It's the other one. Lou Williams. No. Rip Hamilton. Rip the face mask. All right. All right, so Tyler knows a lot, according to that. We'll, we'll bring that back, and we'll see. What do you got, Smitty? Bicentennial, man. Can I just say how much I love that segment? Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring it back, and then we can do it. We can switch it. It can be what does Will know if you want to come up with some random trivia for another show. I'll come up with so some good trivia. Yes, here. Let me let me give you one right now. Yeah. Who is the shortest yet best player in all of the backyard games? I never, shortest never played any backyard best. games. You never played the backyard never played games? Them. This no. is backyard hockey we have right here. Gallery. Shorty? Pablo Sanchez. There we Pablo go. Sanchez. Rack it up. Pablo okay. Sanchez. I never played him. He was I, always I, I one of the... Out, clearly. If, you, if you knew what you were doing, Pablo Sanchez was always one of the first, what, three taken, top three picks? Oh, yeah. He was a first round pick for yeah, sure. Yeah. Pablo was... Uh, we just had our fantasy draft last night. And so speaking of first round picks, how's everyone feeling about their team? Well, I know there's nothing more that you know random listeners in Iowa want to hear than our fantasy football teams. Of course. But, uh, well, I'm feeling good about it. I didn't have any draft picks. So I think that for what I had, I couldn't miss on any picks. We're ready to make a run, man. This is what, the 11th or 12th year of our fantasy this league? This is the 11th year. 11th year. And the three of us in the room are the only ones in the whole league That's that have two, two championships apiece. I didn't put that together until Everyone now. else in the men's league suck it. Two. Two, two, two clubs. Two times. Yep. That's right. Two-time champs. We're the best. Everyone um, listening is going to think it's a league with like only us. <laughs> it's been going for six years. No, no it's 12, 12 team league. <laughs> it is. And we are, uh, we're more than half of all the championships. Six we of are? us. How That's about amazing. that? Count it. Studs. All Count right. Count it. 
we got picks. We got a few games to go over for uh, this next week. And Obviously, I just want to make this clear. I was doing a lot of fantasy football research. I'm going to be going in. We're making these live picks. I'm going to be He's handicapping going in live. We're going, right. in, we're going in live. Okay. Going in raw, as Will said last week. <laughs> first up, we'll, we'll make that a thing. Uh, first up, we've got Syracuse at North Carolina. This line opened uh, North Carolina 20 and a half. It's all the way up to 22. Wow. North Carolina, the Tar Heels up 22. Look, Syracuse last year, 5 and 7. They were especially bad on defense. They gave up 30 or more in four of their last five games, and it's not looking better for them. They only have four starters returning from a bad defense last year, and that doesn't bode well against North Carolina, right? UNC, they're a team that was able to score a ton last year. True freshman Sam Howell was a Heisman candidate-level quarterback as a true freshman. He threw for like 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. He was great. The Tar Heels bring back 10 starters on offense. That's really bad for Syracuse. I think that Howell and the UNC receivers are going to feast on what's a weak uh, Syracuse defensive backfield. I think they blow them out. I think that they can easily cover 22 right here. I'm taking the Tar Heels. You're taking them minus 22, huh? Yep. Big numbers. That's right. I'm not afraid. I know. See, the, the pro gambler right now in Tower is like, he hates wanting, wanting to lay his, <laughs> th- this many points. I do. But you don't want to take Syracuse either. I can see it on your face. Because it's a bet board game if I take Syracuse. That's right. I don't know if I like Syracuse enough to make this a bet board game. I mean, he's going in raw, folks. I I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Like, here's it: the Middle Tennessee blowout gets me on North Carolina even more because I almost took Middle Tennessee because I like that five and a half last week, and that wasn't close. Does also side note: Does that make you nervous for Navy because these military guys are so disciplined, they're so prepared? No, no, no. I actually that was the first thing I thought when I saw the outcome. But my my thought was: Look. If it were that easy to bet against academy teams or on academy teams, okay. these lines would be so much bigger. It's not it's as simple the as they run the option, they're going to win. Okay. It's not that All easy. Right. Anyway, back to um, the North Carolina. Back to this. I'll, I'll go with you on this one. I'll go North Carolina minus 22 and a half. Okay, cool. Just because just Mac Brown sounds just like George Bush, and if there's one guy who can motivate a team who's already up 21 points, it's got to be George Bush. GW. Mac yeah. Brown, return of the Mac. Uh, return next up. of the Mac. I was listening to that the other day. It's a great song. I was on a playlist... My playlists get into some weird areas. Yeah. But that was a good one. That song's a classic. There's nothing weird Turn about, about Return of the, the Mac. Mac. It's a good Great walking song. song when I'm walking the dog. <laughs> when you're power walking with your <laughs> yeah. with your neighbors. You know, the um, power walking's gotten tough lately, though. I'm having some sciatic uh, uh, <laughs> problems, dude. Is this all related to typhoid? <laughs> no, this is real. <laughs> Wait, you you really real. do have sciatic? Yes, bro. I, I, okay, dude, my bad. I thought you were so, joking. No, it's serious. And like... It's painful. Oh, dude, back pain's awful. That's what sciatica dude, is, right? Yeah, it's, it's like originates in your back and it like radiates down the side. It's that not That sounds good. awful, man. Yeah. Come on. Not not joking. Back Come pain on. sucks. So uh, next up, this game might not jump off for you know the casual fan, but I feel like I'm maybe most excited for this game this weekend. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns going on the road at Iowa State. Iowa State currently an 11-point favorite. The over-under 57, by the way. So Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, they were 9-3 and three against the spread last year in their first 12 games, 10-2 and two straight up. They they ranked uh, eighth in the country in total yards. They had like an explosive offense. Uh, they lost in the Sun Belt Championship game, and they have a ton of starters back, including their productive backfield, at quarterback and running back. Speaking of which, so does Iowa State. Brock Purdy, he had 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns last year, and running back Brees Hall is back too. So what I think in this game, look, I think Iowa State is going to win – I do kind of expect them to cover, but uh, the the bet I'm making is over 57. I think we see a ton of points here. I know Iowa State probably has one of the two best defenses in the Big 12, but I just think like early game, 
you know, Louisiana with, with a good offense. I think we see a lot of points, so I'm going over 57. Do you know the uh, Louisiana Lafayette nickname? The Raging Cajuns. Oh, yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, oh. like twice. Oh. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I can't believe you just took an over for the Louisiana Lafayette game. That's Talk right. about digging for a bet here. Uh, I don't know. I'll lean Iowa State. I think that, like you said, early in the season, I don't know. I think this offense may take a little bit of time to get going. And Iowa State does have a bit of an underrated defense. And uh, Louisiana Lafayette, their whole schedule last year, even though they weren't good against the spread, they're playing the Sun Belt teams. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. I'll take Iowa State here, minus 11. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Walgie's on Iowa I started uh, back when NCAA 14, when I was playing it all the time, I started a uh, dynasty with the Raging Cajuns. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite mascots. I think it's awesome. What, uh, I do, too. That, like, that's a cool one. What, what's their logo? Like, do they have, like, it's what, like a who red, is their mascot? It's like a red circle. Uh, oh, I don't know what their mascot is. It's probably like a big old walking shrimp. Producer Smitty's on it. Yeah. We got uh, we got Jamie. You from like Cajun Joe, food? Joe Rogan. Oh, I love it. Love yeah. Cajun. I love a good gumbo. I like Cajun food, too. Cajun food's delicious. You ever go to Lucille's for breakfast? That's a Denver local no. spot. The Cayenne, Cayenne is their mascot. Get out of here. I, I said it was a shrimp. I mean, kind He's of... a spirit leader of the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. He's an anthropomorphic, what does that say? Anthropomorphic cayenne that pepper. Mean, that means you can use both. That means you can <laughs> they, use, they love their Cajun food. That He's... means you can use both hands. <laughs> anthropomorphic. That's, <laughs> that's not he can what use that his, means. Yeah, he can use For his right or left the... hand. <laughs> He's an ambidextrous. <laughs> Look at him. He's a cayenne pepper, and he's got a really creepy what a smile. Weird mask on. He's got a really creepy smile. Yeah, it looks like he knows something you don't know. Look at that one next <laughs> to the raging Cajuns, uh, right be- right below that, uh, left, right there with the white t-shirt. Look at his face. Ah, he's terrifying. Yeah, right there. It looks he like he just stepped out. on a nail, and he's trying to keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Ray, we're both off the raging Cajuns. I just want to see a ton of points. Next up, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at Louisville. This is uh, the, the Louisville's favored by 11 and a half points. I know. Once again, Tower's like, what are these games? <laughs> I'm telling you, these games could be exciting. The Hilltoppers, they're a really good Conference USA team. They got a lot of returning starters. A quarterback transfer from Maryland. You guys remember Tyrell uh, Pigrome? Piggy? No. From Maryland? No. He was like a, he was a, a very mobile quarterback. But you know, you know what his wife's going to be named? Piglet? Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're playing. They're going on the road at Louisville. They lost to Louisville last year by 17 points, and I think that Louisville is a better team this year than last year. I think that you'll see big improvement from Louisville. They won seven games last year. I think you could see them win eight or nine even this year. I love their head coach, Scott Satterfield. I love the, the quick turnaround that he, he had his first year there, and I love Michael Cunningham Jr., the quarterback there. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he has a huge game here. I like Western Kentucky as like a small you know Conference USA program, but I just think that Louisville – is going to be a, a surprise team this year for a lot of people. I like them to cover this spread, 11 and a half points. Where do you think the name Hilltoppers came from? Like, when they were coming up with nicknames, is a Hilltopper, like, we're at the top of the hill, we're the pinnacle? Like, is that what mm-hmm. that means? I would guess that it has something to do with, like, they were charging over hills, maybe in, like, the Civil War or something. That would be my first instinct. Huh. And you can, like, mascot. see him coming over the yeah, top there we of the go. Origi- or, There we go. Origin. Let's see. They're named for the campus's location in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The majority of the campus is atop a hill that overlooks the surrounding region. So there you go. You yeah, were a right. bunch of old money elitists that go to Western Kentucky. Yeah, I just thought that they would be called the Hill Tops. If they were the Hill Toppers, that would mean they're toppling hills or something. You know? I thought maybe they were having a walk, deciding on the name. They found themselves at the top of a hill and said, 
Interesting. Okay. Let's let's end this right now. Tigers, Lions, Bears. No, we're going Hilltoppers. Did you have any other games you want to cover? Or are you good? I mean, do, 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 do. off the top of my head, Clemson, I think they're currently around 32 and a half, 32 I think, and over a half. Wake Forest. Yeah, 32 and a half points. My initial reaction is to say take Wake Forest because everybody's going to want to bet Clemson. Everyone's going to want to get excited. Here's what most people are going to do. They're going to open up their website. They're going to scroll down, and they're going to see Clemson is playing Wake Forest. That line could be 55 and a half, and everyone's going to go, well, good team playing bad team. So for that very reason, I mean, I feel like most people will be on Clemson minus 32 and a half, which makes me want to go Wake Forest. By the way, 32 and a half is a lot a of points. Number. It's a big number. They, they could have four touchdowns and a field goal, and you still cover. You know, so yeah, that's true. I'll lean Wake Forest, uh, 32 and so a half. So no bet board games then for us, but we do no have bet tonight's bet board game. Let's go BYU! Next week we'll cover Let's it. Go, go Navy! BYU. That's the show we got for you guys today. Uh, make sure that you follow the show on Twitter at CFB Weekly. Tyler, your Twitter. At Tyler Walgy, that's T Y L E R W A L J E. Smitty, your Twitter. Unmute yourself. I'm at Woo's producer. Woo's producer. <laughs> I am at Will Chambers CFB. Follow us on YouTube, CFB Weekly. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.